Welcome to the Olympic Coaching Podcast, where we take some of the most important lifestyle, nutrition, and exercise-related topics and make them practical for you so that you can take control of your path in your own fitness and health journey. Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. And today we're starting a three-part series of an interview I had with Dr. Mitch Keating out of Manhattan, Kansas. Now, Dr. Keating and I, we went way back to college. We were in college together. And since then, he has started a successful sports chiropractic practice where he serves the average individual, but also especially the athlete, whether that's a professional athlete, an Olympic athlete, or the recreational athlete, say in a typical strength or a CrossFit type setup. And so he has some really interesting thoughts and he has some really good insight for us over these next three episodes. So tune in today to this first episode. I'm with Dr. Keating here today like man we've gone way back we've been uh friends since college and so we were both in the kinesiology program at kansas state university and we always just kind of love bouncing ideas off each other improving each other learning from each other um i ended up going down the path of strength conditioning and nutrition and uh mitch ended up going all the way through chiropractic school and so he is now a sports chiropractor and man you're killing it you're doing super well. You're growing your career every year. Um, yeah. Definitely all the ups and downs and challenges, but you've had some incredible experience already. So thanks for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Dude. Okay. So I get this all the time. Whenever I, if I ever recommend a client to go to a chiropractor um, to get an adjustment or to uh, deal with some soft tissues, uh, issues they might be having, they're always like, but isn't the chiropractor just like the dude who pops your back and your neck? Like, I'm kind of scared of yeah. that, you know? Okay. So I just feel like there's this huge need, this muse, huge, like misconception out there of like what a chiropractor actually is. And I think a lot of my listeners, even um, from different places around the world may have never even heard of a chiropractor. So what is chiropractic medicine, especially like from the sports chiropractic side? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you and I've had several conversations about this over the last several years as we, as we nerd out and talk yeah. about you know, sports med and training and different things. And uh, our wives probably get annoyed at how long those conversations go. Uh, oh, yeah. But, um, you know, I think it, it really kind of boils down to chiropractic as a whole is a profession that specializes uh, on treating muscular and skeletal dysfunction. Now, we own neck and back issues uh, as a profession. That's what we're known for. Um, and the doctors evaluate patients and, you know, properly diagnose whether it's a issue with the joint, muscle, <clears throat> tendon, ligament, nerve, et cetera. And then obviously have treatment options uh, for that. I think what has been interesting is, is the profession of sports chiropractic has really grown is really how that is adapted and how that's morphed into treating athletic injuries. And so, you know, I would say, again, this is just my opinion, I would say over the last 40 years, chiropractic has had a change uh, in the sports medicine realm. And so you see these subset specialties of chiropractic sports physicians and uh, diplomates of that. And then you have, um, you know, different soft tissue treatments that have come out and kind of adapted or developed to treat repetitive overuse injuries and obviously incorporating rehab. So I think it's kind of this, I, I, I would say the best way that I describe it to my patients is that there's a family practice MD, right? That takes care of you and your family and your health issues. And there is a sports orthopedist that focuses on athletic injuries. And then there's a pediatrician that focuses on 
you know, kids under 18. And chiropractic is kind of the same way. Uh, you can specialize in treating different things. I've gone down the road of, as you mentioned, you know, just working with athletes and treating, you know, sports injuries. So uh, I get that a lot. You know, they show up with a shoulder injury into my office and they go, well, I don't know why I'm here. You know, you only work on back stuff. And then I, you know, politely tell them or sarcastically tell them if, you know, you got a good vibe with the patient that, I treat more shoulders than I do back pain and their eyes kind of, you know, light up or get big. And, and so, you know, I think that is a, a misconception uh, as a profession. We have to do a better job of educating our patients. Um, we have to do a better job of showing the value that we can provide uh, in the sports teams that we work with or, or with the athletes that we work with and treating and managing a, a variety of issues. Um, obviously I'm biased with what I do, but I think, as I've learned and I've been around some of the docs that work with, you know, Team USA or some of the pro teams in the U.S. that as a profession, we offer certain things in athletics that other professions don't. Um, we're very much hands-on practitioners um, that incorporate rehab and, and manual therapy and manipulation or adjustments. Um, and that's not to say that there aren't PTs and athletic trainers that do that. I would just say as a whole, chiropractors are a little bit more hands-on in addressing the issue i don't know if that's exactly you know what you were you oh know, yeah to, but that's i mean that's fascinating that's cool um so like you you mentioned like athletic injuries but is that like only for athletes or is that also for like the recreational athlete like the the average guy or the average gal who's just trying to be physically active and they end up hurting themselves you mean, you mean like washed up athletes like you and I, like used to be athletes? Yeah, the wannabes. Yeah, the <laughs> wannabes. People who wish they're athletic and, you know, they try to work out and play sports and they end up getting hurt all the time. <laughs> For sure. I think everybody to some extent is an athlete, right? You may not be a basketball player. You may not run track. Uh, you may not do, you know, Olympic weightlifting, whatever it is. But you have to do athletic movements all day, every day. When you're 65, you want to pick up your grandkid that's an athletic movement. Um, when you're, you know, trying to garden in the weekend and you're lifting bags of mulch and you're taking it around all the flower beds, that's an athletic movement. And so that's part of the first conversation that I have with a patient. I said, Hey, here's my background. Here's what I believe. Here's how I treat and uh, work with my patients. And, and here's the why is because we all have to do this stuff. Hmm. Um, whether, whether you have this uh, make believe, you know, belief about yourself that you still can hack it on a basketball court or not, you still have to be able to move around your house. You still have to be able to do these things uh, in the short term and in the long term. And then you kind of work with them through that. Yeah. Yeah. And you specifically do what's, what's called ART and that's, what is that active release technique? Yeah. Yeah. Active yeah. release techniques. Um, yeah. Awesome treatment game changer when I learned it. Yeah. So like, I, I want to dive into that a little bit because um, like chiropractic, especially when you use the thing like ART, it's, it's much more than just like cracking your joints or anything. It's, sure. uh, it's much more involved. Can you describe like, why is that becoming more of uh, why is that catching on, especially across like treating soft tissue and soft tissue means like your muscle, your connective tissue, your um, joints and your like your ligaments and tendons, like working with everything. It's it's all a connected system, right? And so, like, how yeah. does ART addressing that? Well, I think one the, the reason it's becoming more prevalent is the results that you see on the back end. You know, mm -hmm. I think manual therapy or soft tissue treatment has been around for thousands of years, right? Uh, ART was developed by 
a chiropractor out of Colorado Springs that worked with the Broncos for the last 20 years. Um, hmm. He developed a system in, in which that you, you can identify where a tissue adhesion or, or scar tissue uh, is occurring in the muscle. You can isolate that. And then there's different protocols to treat the individual muscles. Um, I'm one of ART's elite providers. I've drank the Kool-Aid, um, yeah. so to speak. And, you know, I, I've learned a lot over the last seven years of, of practicing and, and continuing to learn on that technique. The piece that was interesting to me is, it, you know, we all learn the hard way, right? <laughs> uh, every once in a while, we get lucky and learn from somebody else. But most of the time, we learn the hard way. Uh, I tore my ankle in chiropractic school. And it was the second time I tore it. And because I was a student, I was basically a cheap lab rat for the university. And oh, so, nice. <laughs> they, yeah, you know, you're paying them to go to school and then they're working on you for free. So that's that's the benefit of it. Perfect. But uh, <laughs> they did a research study and incorporated chiropractic treatment or joint mobilization, manipulation, adjustments, whatever term you want to utilize with that. Um, they paired that with ART and that was my first exposure to it. Now, granted, I knew what the recovery time on the first ankle injury was when I was in high school, probably eight years prior. And so they, one treatment laid me down, did ART for two minutes and I couldn't take, like, it was extremely sore because the injury was fairly fresh, but I stood up and I was 60% better. Pain was less, range of motion was better. I walked down the hallway better and game on, right? It's like, if that can be my experience with it, um, <clears throat> then that was the route I was going to go. So I started taking ART courses when I was in chiropractic school and got certified and then, you know, came out and wanted to, as you, you know, kind of term level up on that and decided that I was going to pursue their elite provider status. And that has opened a ton, a ton of doors for me. <laughs> um, I've had athletes get referred to me from Australia um, that are in the States, obviously going to school, uh, but their coach back home said, hey, here's an ART provider in your neighborhood um, or in your town and you need to go see him. ART is regarded as one of the top soft tissue treatments in athletics in the U.S. and it's growing by leaps and bounds. Um, I think the recent study that I saw is ART resolves in five visits or less, and don't quote me on this, but a rough estimate, right? In five visits or less, I think the study said 75% of issues were resolved, regardless of the cause, regardless of the diagnosis. Wow. Within seven visits, it was 90%. So if you're talking about 90% of issues from a connective tissue, muscular skeletal um, standpoint being resolved in that time frame, that's a game changer. And yeah. so in my practice, you know, pairing that with rehab and chiropractic work, the results kind of speak for themselves. Now, does it fix everything? No, there's no magic bullet, um, but it definitely improves the outcomes for patients. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, that's fascinating. I, I mean, I remember specifically like one time, like I came to you and like I had so like shoulder surgery um, several years ago and I came to you as like, dude, my shoulder's <laughs> stiff. It's not feeling good. And like, you're one of those chiropractors, like, you can know, you know, whenever you have a good chiropractor, whenever he's just like, he can see with his hands, uh, like you're just like feeling around. You're like, Hmm, Hmm, Hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, he's seeing me. He's seeing right through me. Like you, it's like, you don't need an MRI machine. You just, you can feel it. And then, uh, you just stuck your thumb, like all the way through my shoulder and moved it through some motions. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And then, uh, 
but afterwards i was like i had like significantly more range of motion and pain was good i'm like wow that was a single treatment and that was a significant improvement so it's legit stuff yeah yeah and and i think the beauty with art and this is where i get passionate about it does it fix injuries absolutely but the prevention of injuries and being able to feel tissue when it's fatigued and wore out and being able to help give that a little bit more recovery. That's been awesome. Um, I'm working with a, a team USA athlete right now, or a potential team USA athlete right now, uh, who's top five, 10 in the U S um, kind of hard to know where they're at right now. Cause I haven't had a meet in a year. So, yeah, but yeah. that's where, that's where they think they're at. And, you know, this athlete from a repetitive injury standpoint was accumulating nagging issues three, four times a year. Well, knock on wood over the last 10 months, hadn't had to shut down for an injury. And I mean, we've been working on this guy consistently uh, to try and, you know, up his game and, and to perform better so that these nagging soft tissue injuries aren't a part of it. And, and that's really where the joy of it comes um, into play with using that technique. So. That's awesome. That's fascinating. It kind of leads into the next question about just like the central nervous system, you know, the central nervous yeah. system is like your brain and your spine. Um, and like, that is like intimately connected with everything in your body. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is just fascinating to me because like for, coming from my profession is strength, conditioning, nutrition. Like I see how, um, especially in a world where People are just looking for the next intense workout where things like CrossFit are super important. I'm very involved in like the CrossFit world, high intensity work because it's like super effective. But you can get, you know, people who are getting over excited about it. And even within the athlete realm where I've worked with athletes who like whenever my first meeting with them, I'm like, dude, your body's broken. Like you've been training too much. <laughs> Overtraining is a thing. Uh, it's a big thing nowadays. And like, and if you overload your central nervous system, which is basically saying like, I want you to be firing at all times, whether that's like from bad sleep or overtraining and poor nutrition, like it's all, it's an all inclusive thing. Sure. But uh, you know, whenever your central nervous system gets overtaxed and it's just worn out, like you're going to start compromising here and there. And then the soft tissue injuries end up showing up all over the place. And so like, how do you see that in your practice? How do you address that? How do you like, how can you explain that for listeners today? Like how the central nervous system is so um, important to be aware of and address. Well, we're going to get in the weeds today, huh? Mm, mm. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to learn. Let's go. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, part of that, that's, a, that's a huge topic. And, and that's something that you could spend an hour talking on that alone and, and yeah. the, the facets of that and what affects it. You know, as you mentioned, brain and spinal cord is what controls every cell in the body. And I don't think we stand, you know, we don't take a step back and stand there and look at that and go, Oh, wow. And appreciate the complexity of that. It's extremely hard to study the effects of the CNS on injury, in my opinion, because of the variables that you have to consider. Mm -hmm. well, what was the athlete's diet? What was the athlete's sleep schedule? Were they mid training in season or were they off season? Right. It's like, you can't study all those things really effectively you have to break it down and segment it out so you know <clears throat> first point would be that we know nothing <laughs> you know we, <laughs> we know we know stuff but we don't know how that fits into the the overall puzzle 100 um, percent and that has to pull research from multiple disciplines to get a, a clear understanding from that mm. this is my personal opinion my clinical opinion i think with a lot of the athletes that I work with, especially the high-end athletes, 
central nervous system fatigue is something that is underappreciated. Um, it's just this chronic demand that the body puts on the CNS, whether it's from training, whether it's from studying and stress and you know life, mm -hmm. having kids, not sleeping well, like you mentioned, not having great nutrition. Um, we don't know the effects of that. I had a uh, doc put in front of me a research paper that questioned if the, the delayed onset muscle soreness, you know, the soreness that we get from training, Dom. is that, yeah, is that something that is actually a component of the nervous system, right? It, is the soreness not muscular in nature? Is it the soreness created by the CNS? That paper was not definitive in that, but it was questioning everything that we know right and, yeah. and i think that's fascinating so you know i think for me you can quickly identify when an athlete is smoked from a cns standpoint and the story that i use to explain to an athlete really what that is is you know i trained to get better at a certain movement i think it was snatched for eight months i mean consistently working on that week to week and my three rep max my five rep max those were all improving but my one rm was not moving so <clears throat> I'll never forget this. I went to the leg for July 4th, didn't work out for a week, ate like trash, slept a ton, came back the next week and hit two PRs. <laughs> so it wasn't what I did at the lake, you know, directly that made me stronger. You know, I joked with my strength coach that if all I have to do is eat bad and sleep a lot to get stronger, that's no problem. <laughs> uh, but I think the piece was, it was just the, the, drain or the taxing of the CNS that was preventing me from going up. And I came back the next week and hit two PRs. And, you know, I think a lot of us are like that. We train, we train, we train, we're disciplined, but we ignore the recovery that the body needs. Um, mm. I, you know, we could talk about that all day. I don't, I don't know if that's too in depth. I don't know if that's what you oh, were that's exactly. totally true. Um, I mean, I think uh, overtraining is a major thing, whether that's people like jumping into a uh, an exercise program like full bore from nothing and they just totally beat themselves up or maybe you've been doing it for a while and uh, now you're you're totally plateaued and you're stuck and you're starting to have these nagging injuries that's a sign that your cns is just like blown up and you need to actually cut back a little bit and you yeah. get more out of your training by allowing yourself to rest and it and like we've kind of addressed a little bit it's like an all-inclusive thing um, it's not just uh, your training volume. It's also your sleep. It's your life stress in general, be that from work, family, whatever's going on in your life, but also yeah. nutrition, like all of these things. It's a, it's a all inclusive. Your body treats all stress the same. It responds to all stress the same as far as like how it tunes you up. And if you're like in a really stressed state, it affects your hormones. It affects your CNS. And if your CNS is firing, your sympathetic nervous system is firing all the time it's going to wear you out and you're not going to be able to perform or feel the way you want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's fascinating. Um, and I, I think the hard part for people is sometimes we don't know which angle to study it from, you know, mm -hmm. it's like there there's, it's a multi uh, faceted issue. And so it's like, well, is it sleep? Is it recovery? Is it nutrition? Is it training volume? Is it the fact that, you know, my work is super stressful over the last three months or why am I getting, you know, nagging soft tissue injuries in my leg and my arm and my shoulder all at the same time. It's like, well, yeah, it's all of that. And, and, you know, the other part with that is we know that the spine has a lot of proprioceptive fibers. We know that there is a very close relationship with spinal function with CNS. 
but I don't think we 100% know what that is. Um, I think anybody could look at a skeleton and go, there's pro because of how close they are, because of how that the nerves exit the spine, there's probably an important relationship there. But I think we are just, we're infants in terms of the knowledge that we have of that. Um, you know, maybe we do this podcast in 40 years. I'm sure both of us will look better, but we'll have more, <laughs> we'll have more information for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, for practically, um, I feel like kind of what we're hitting at there is like, it could be a number of things. And so maybe you think of like the biggest thing or like the low hanging fruit, the easiest thing yeah. you could address yeah. and do one thing at a time and try to be consistent at that. So sure. if your sleep's awful, then try to get an extra hour of sleep every night and see if you can build on that. Or if you're just totally beat up, go see a, a sports chiropractor, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. maybe cut back your training volume for a couple of days at least, or for a week to let your body sort of recoup. Um, it, in the grand scheme of things, if you get back to your exercise program, it's not going to hurt your overall fitness. Sure. I agree. Hey, thanks for tuning in today to listen to my interview with Dr. Keating. And I hope this was a super beneficial episode for you to learn more about chiropractic, about ART and about how some work with your soft tissues can really help bring you some actual relief to your regular aches and pains. So Tune in for the next one when we dive more into the root of our injuries, the root cause of our aches and pains and different injuries that we deal with day in and day out. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I also just want to ask today if you would leave us a review, rate us and tell us what you think. And also, you can always reach out to me at caleb.linfit on Instagram, or you can visit our website at linfit.com and shoot us a review, shoot us uh, anything you want to hear about on this podcast, what do you want to learn about and what do you want to have resolved where it's something you're confused about? We want to help you do that. And also let us know how we can serve you. And if you want to sign up for our programs, we would love to serve you through coaching you through different nutrition and lifestyle and even exercise programs that I'm, I'm designing for you. And that's it for this episode. So we'll catch you guys on the next one.